Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. <laughs> GR Dad has the microphone on his knee, an inappropriate place to hold the microphone when you are speaking for a podcast. It's too far. Yep. How's it going, dear dad? It's good. Excellent. Yeah. Nice to have you back in the household. I agree. Maryland is fine and springy, but it's nicer here. Sure is. Although it's a lot warmer here, as you found out this weekend. Yes. Uh, the cocktail of the week this week is the Fox Mulder. I've heard of Agent Mulder. Hey, Fox Mulder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's fictional. Mitzoff. Uh, the Fox Mulder is rye whiskey, lemon juice, pineapple juice, simple syrup, and green chartreuse. Ooh. Delish. Why is it the Fox? Because you believe? Because what's, what's the Fox Mulderness of it? <laughs> One of the comments on this says, I would expect a Fox Mulder to be orange juice poured into a half liter bottle of vodka in a motel room. <laughs> I think that's also misunderstanding it, but okay. Anyway, there you go. The Fox Mulder. It sounds pretty good. There has to be an alien in it. Well, it's got green chartreuse, so mm. it would be green. Fine. It's a float, though. The chartreuse is a float on the top. So you shake up the cocktail, pour it into a glass, and then you float. Okay, I get, I get the, the exoticness now. All right, all right. I see the, the need to believe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's time for administrative corner. I love administrative corner. <laughs> the only thing I have this week is that uh, Jen Coleslaw, fellow member of the board for the Golden Ratio Foundation and friend of the squad, she and I have been talking on Twitter for like a year and a half that we were going to start a podcast called The Agenda. Because <laughs> it's two like, Jens. It's so good. We're both Jens. So it's The Agenda. It's so good. It's so good. Where we like interview other people named Jen. And then we also <laughs> Jens because that's just a plural of Jen. Uh, and also talk about random stuff. So we've been talking about this forever. And, and it's like, oh, we should talk about this. And I'm like, I'm putting it on the list. And I literally have been compiling a list of topics. And uh, so this week I was like, Jen Colesar, are we going to do this podcast? And she's like, I'm ready. <laughs> so uh, so <laughs> it's done. Uh, we have recorded our first episode, which honestly is not the best. It will get better. We're kind of figuring out each other's rhythm. Um, I'm going to edit it this week, but we've recorded. So on Monday, uh, the first episode of The Agenda will drop. There's a teaser episode up now. So if you search in your podcast app for The Agenda podcast, um, the logo is like a little dog and a little cat because obviously I am a dog person and Jen Coleslaw has, she's both. She has more cats than we have dogs. I think she has a lot of cats in her house mm. plus a I couple dogs in and about her house. Um, so anyway, it's, it's just kind of rambling. Like we have a segment called just desserts where we read a weird news story about usually someone who commits violence with a piece of food against somebody else. Like, a milkshake thrown in the face of some European leader. And then we get eggs, 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 bananas. And then we give a recipe to go along with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen every week. Um, so it's going to be, it's a good podcast. I think to fall asleep to, there's no high stakes in it. There's no through narrative. It's just us talking about stuff. And Jen calls is very funny. 
Um, so hopefully, you know, like I said, we're still working out each other's rhythm, but I think it will be a kind of funny, laid back, good background noise kind of podcast. I think you're selling it short. I have a question. Yeah. I have a question. Yeah. Where can I buy merch? I mean, do you have merch? <laughs> we don't have any merch. Oh, right come now. on. Uh, we're talking about ideas for merch, though. Uh, where is a dude going to buy merch? <laughs> <laughs> I noticed right now that you're wearing a Golden Ratio Foundation T-shirt. Though I think I actually bought that for you, right? You did. Yeah, buy you that. did before I could log on and <laughs> find out where, where the stuff was. Sure. All I'm, right. I'm buying more, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you totally can. Oh, I'm going to see what's the best. Um, do you have anything for Administrative Corner before we move to dog updates? Administrative? No. I'm just happy to participate. That's great. All right, dog updates. I thought the biggest news for this week was going to be that Remy has been escaping to the neighbor's house. Pretty frequently. He he's, goes by land. He's he goes probation. by water. He'll go by air next if he can find a helicopter. He'll just get a running start and then do a big old <sighs> the leap. Guy, he just, uh, he's just in a little different world when he goes to the shore now. He runs over to the neighbor's house and he gets stuck between their dock and their seawall. This is when he swims. Yeah. Yeah. He can't get out. and They have, like, a boat, and so there may be fish guts over there. They may smell super interesting. Also, <laughs> he's just an idiot. Yeah. The neighbor brought him back. The neighbors were, they're, they're kind of here part-time, and they were down this weekend, and the first full day they were here, I go outside, and here's the neighbor with a soaking wet Remy. He's like, yeah, he was stuck by our dock, soaking and I thought wet, this was the blind one, so I brought him back. self-satisfied yeah. Remy. <laughs> dragged his ass back over here the neighbors are great they're like look they're welcome over here anytime but i'm like no oh he's too nice he's like um you want some chicken <laughs> this is this <laughs> is the one <laughs> where he's super nice walk went and ate all of his chicken <laughs> he was uh, like you can have my chicken i guess so remy's on full double secret probation <laughs> one he can be the only dog outside at a time i keep reminding ingo he's like i can take remy and guac and i'm like no 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 he's I only remy no, he's and you can't do anything else you have to just watch him the whole eye time. contact the whole time yeah because he's sneaky he just like you look away and you look back and he's slow but he's gone and then you all of a sudden you're like where the heck did you go he likes and then you hear the splash yeah even though he can't really see he likes being out of sight so today i took him out (laughs) just him took him into the front yard and the gate was open because our elevator repair guy was coming over at some point he did show up so remy like does his business and then he's like i can hear the gate is open and he starts trotting towards the open gate and i'm like run to intercept him and he's like "Ooh, we're running now so i like get in the way and i block him i'm like no you can't go out the gate and he's like pounce pounce look around what am i gonna do now this is a big game and then he runs over to the side of the yard into the areca palms on the side of the yard tucks himself in there and then just sits down and, and he's look, like and waits she's like she can't see me in here and <laughs> i was like i can a hundred percent see you just sitting there in the palm trees and he's like no i'm invisible and i was like man get your butt out here like, was he playing hide and seek do you think in his mind <laughs> i don't i think he's like she won't be able to find me here <laughs> And then she will get bored and then I will go do mischief. Then it will escape. And instead I dragged his ass back up the stairs. If only that were the news for this week. It is not the only news for this week. So. All right. So. On Saturday, 
was the Keys 100 Ultra Marathon. Ingo and I were supposed to go to our friend's wedding. This poor friend's wedding has been postponed oh. twice. It was supposed to be in May of 2020, and then it was postponed to 2021, and then it was postponed to 2022. It was in Green Bay. We were going to so cool, and we totally wanted to. I go. love her. We were going to go to Green Bay. We had plans with Blair Braverman to go visit her and the dog at their house and then go to this wedding. It was going to be this epic wedding week. And it ended up for unforeseen circumstances that we couldn't go like last minute. And I'm so disappointed. Like it looks like the wedding was great, which is awesome. I'm very glad that that it went well for them because they have waited a long time to do it. Um, I'm really sad that we missed it, but then it's like, it, you know, we were planning to go up until like 10 days before the wedding, basically. And so when it was like, oh, we're not going to be able to go. I was like, well, normally I would try to run some distance at the Keys 100. And I hadn't been planning on it because we've, I mean, I had our tickets booked to this wedding like nine months ago. Now we can't go. I'm like, I probably should do some distance at the keys 100 the only thing that i could possibly do is the 50k like i haven't trained for the longer races so on saturday i did the 50k at the keys 100 so it started at noon on saturday and we wake up saturday morning and hopper's abscess has returned on her leg thick again like every damn saturday for the last month her abscess is back so i call the vet and I'm like, Hopper's abscess is back. You've seen her the last three Saturdays for this stupid abscess. And they're like, okay, bring her in middle of the afternoon. So mm-hmm. I started the race. Um, Ingo was crewing me for the race, but I'm like, look, I'm fine. Like I can do this without a crew. Take Hopper up to the vet. So literally I am running a 31 mile race on the phone with the vet while Ingr- Ingo's got her in the room. Um And they drained a whole bunch of gunk out of her abscess. And for the last, the previous three weeks, that was fine, right? They drained the abscess. So she was up four weeks ago. They drained the abscess. Three weeks ago, they drained it and they cultured it and found out it was MRSA. A week ago, they drained it. And that was the day the antibiotic showed up. Saturday, this past Saturday, they drained some stuff off of it. And normally... They drain the stuff off and then it takes a couple days for the inflammation to go down and then she's fine. Instead, what happened is they drain the stuff off and then on Sunday morning, it was filled back up again in giant. This hadn't happened before, even though she's been on this stupid, crazy, dangerous, going to make your bone marrow fail antibiotics for a week at that point. So we brought her into our other vet who's a little bit closer and is doing emergency hours now and uh they're like maybe we should put a drain in here and i'm like yeah it sounds great like let's put a drain in why is there not already a drain in there yeah yeah and they're like why don't you bring her back tomorrow we'll plan to put a drain in and we'll check the notes just to make sure there's not a reason we shouldn't put a drain in because like it's MRSA, right? So she's gonna be literally leaking MRSA out (laughs) onto everything. Mm. And they're like I could see where that might not be the best idea, but like, let's check. And they got the records and it was like, maybe put a drain in after we get the culture back. So like everyone was sort of thinking the same thing. And we've just been bringing her in on kind of a, 
emergency walk-in case and so it hadn't got coordinated so on monday they put a drain in so now she's got a tube that's leaking MRSA out of it but it's not filling back up which is great um so she's gonna have that in until friday ingo's gonna bring her in but it was very easy to schedule to bring her in on monday to get the drain put in because we already had an appointment for brody to have surgery also at the same vet on Monday. What a good segue. <laughs> so Brody, um, and I don't remember how much we talked about this on the last podcast. So he's got big calluses on both elbows, as a lot of old dogs do. Big, gnarly, nubbly calluses. And he's been in the sleeve for a long time because he has a sore on the right elbow in that callus. Just like probably the size of a dime and it is just kind of raw and it wouldn't heal over and we'd put him in the sleeve you guys have seen on the snaps i mean for a month he licks it when he's not in the sleeve he tries to lick it when he's in the sleeve when he's in the sleeve and he can't lick it it still doesn't heal up so we had brought him in just because he's kind of generally seemed more anxious lately we brought him in when the girls had their morris animal foundation exam everything came back normal which is great um but when he was in for that exam, they're like, this is weird. And I was like, I know, man, we've been trying kind of for two years to get that thing to heal. Like every time he's been in the sleeve, it's been for that same spot. And uh, so they're like, well, like we should really take this off. Like we'll biopsy it. They're not super worried that it's cancer or anything, but like I'm like always biopsy it. <laughs> and, um, you know, and they're like, we can at least close it then. Right. So it's not this open thing. When I brought him in Monday, they were like, all right, how are we going to close this? Like, we can take this thing off, but like the callus isn't really going to adhere to itself. You know, if you, if you stitch it closed and it's callus, like that's not great. <laughs> and, and Dr. Faith, uh, so it's Dr. Faith and her husband is Dr. Jason and they both own the clinic. Dr. Jason was going to do the surgery, but Faith was in there and they're talking about it. And she's like, He's got a kind of chubby elbow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's like squeezing it. Like it's, it's a good kinda, thing. His elbow's kind of chubby. And <laughs> uh, and Jason's like, oh, so we should take the whole callus off. So they took the whole big callus off his elbow, cut the whole thing out, and then stitched it closed. So now he's got a, I mean, it's shaved, but it's like a nice, fuzzy, smooth elbow. No callus on there. Um, and a skinnier elbow. <laughs> and it's not as chubby. So uh, they sent the lump off for biopsy. We don't have the results back yet. Uh, but he's been doing fine. And he's actually wearing the elbow pads that we got for Hopper when we thought her cancer was something else. Right. So putting those back to use. They didn't help her at all. But now they're offering him a nice, it's great. nice padding for that elbow. So it's good that we're getting our money's worth from that um he's doing great you know i kind of peek in there but the elbow pads are staying on really well um that's his elbow he tends to lay on that side so that's the elbow that he uses to push up with and i think that's part of why it's been really hard to get that thing to heal um but the elbow pads have stayed covering the elbow i've peeked in on it it looks good so he's healing up good i think it's 10 days he's supposed to have all of his you know, to just be healing and then they'll take out the external stitches. So he's yeah. doing good. He doesn't seem troubled. No, he seems a little grumpy, but he's but he's not licking it. He's not scratching it except occasionally outside, but he's but he's not obsessively licking, biting, scratching it. Yep. Yep. So he's doing fine. Mm 
Um, so that's kind of the dog updates. Hops will go in on Friday to get her drain out. Hopefully that will take care of things. Her last dose, she has one dose of antibiotics to take on Saturday morning. So she gets them three times a day. So Saturday morning will be her last dose of the scary, maybe will kill us antibiotics. And hopefully that'll be enough. One of the things we're doing with this tube is squirting like a antibiotic ointment up into the abscess itself um, because MRSA is responsive to this ointment, which like, how do you give it internally? Well, if you have a tube in there, you can, and it kind of goes into the abscess and then, you know, any of the ointment can drain out of the tube if it needs to. Uh, we're just trying everything. Hopefully it'll work. Yeah. Luckily, Hops is in good spirits. She she's, is. She's, she wants to go swimming, but cannot because she's got an open like le- leak. Yeah. She'll like all run, kinds of bad stuff full of water and there. sink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. She was in really unhappy state on Monday. She had, she, Brody had his surgery first and then Hopper had hers later in the day. The vet closes at five. And so at like four twenty, I was, I called and I was like, so I'm going to come get the dogs. Right. Cause you guys close, you know, it takes me 20 minutes to get there. You guys are going to close soon. And, uh, and they're like, okay, just hang on. And then like the vet gets on the phone. I'm like, I didn't need them to get you. I just wanted them to know I was coming. And he's like, yeah, you know, I just finished with her. So when I got there, um, I was in the, like they had Brody, they don't have any big kennels. So he was just in the acupuncture room, like this big room with a couch and a rug. And he was recovering in there and they bring Hoppin and her face was still all squished up on one side from being like passed out in in the surgery crate. You got to hold that mic near your face to your dad. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. It's no fun having you make sounds in the background. Okay. Uh, So she was real unhappy on Monday night, but she's fine now. She's perky. She is. She wants to go swim, but she'll accept lying on the beach. Yep. Uh, The last item on dog updates is voodoo plants. So um, obviously we are still morning voods and very sad all the time um our vet sent us a southern magnolia plant like a big old tree yeah in honor of voods from the three vets um it's great so we've got a pot for it we call it the voodoo tree it's very beautiful it's up here um people have sent us a bunch of condolence letters which are really nice thank you for those and somebody like we got this box and i opened it up and it's a bulb it's got a little kind of sprout coming out of it it's a bulb and it's just got like so whoever you are they they typed a message and it got cut off halfway like there was a character limit that they didn't tell you on the website so we don't actually know who it's from so if it was you send us a dm um (laughs) so we can say thank you but so we got this and it just has a scientific name of the plant and I had to look it up and it's a voodoo flower, a voodoo plant, <laughs> a thing I have looked at before. And so I thought I would read a couple descriptions of the voodoo plant because I think they're pretty representative of Voods himself. This may not be a coincidence. <laughs> All right. So the voodoo plant, whether it's their strange coloring, unusual form or bizarre growing habit, 
there's something we all find fascinating and oddly alluring about voodoo lilies. These wildly exotic and seemingly sinister plants are relatives of calla lilies, tropical elephant ears, and cobra lilies. The extraordinary pale green blooms are densely patterned with mahogany freckles and emit an unpleasant odor when they first open. The aroma beckons to flies, which promptly answer the call for pollinators just as quickly as it began. The smell dissipates, leaving the dramatic blooms to be admired for weeks. Incredibly easy to grow and happy to spread in shady spots, the trunk-like petriole supports the lush palmit palmite? I don't know that word. Palmate foliage and very shaped seed pods that form at the base. The voodoo lily plants are grown for the gigantic size of flowers and for the unusual foliage. The flowers produce a strong offensive odor similar <laughs> to that of rotting meat. Nice. Yep. That's going to be lovely. The smell attracts flies that pollinate the flowers. They are not difficult to grow as their exotic appearance may suggest. However, Learning to plant a voodoo lily bulb and the subsequent care of voodoo, li voodoo lilies can be quite easy. So we have this voodoo plant slash voodoo lily. Um, it's outside. It's not in the house. So when it does smell like rotting meat, meat <laughs> some people say for a couple hours. Other people are like, it was a couple days. Nice. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to be an outside smell. Yeah. Voodoo. It's got a little it's peaking. It's like a bulb. No way. Bulb, yeah. Bulb with it. It's already sprouting, right? It's got and a little shoot. And you put the shoot above ground. Yep. So it's planted. Peeking out. I guess not always you get a flower, but hopefully we'll get a flower. They flower first and then the plant grows. So the first thing you get is the flower. Oh, wow. Weird. Yeah. It's kind of backwards from everything else. You get the flower and then after the flower dies off, the rest of the plant grows up. So oh. we'll see if we get just leaves or if we get the actual rotting meat scented <laughs> flower. Yeah. It's related to the corpse flower, which you may have seen. It's giant. I mean, it's not as big as the corpse flower, but the flower itself is, you know, like three feet across. It's really big. We're going to need a bigger pot. One single. It's just one single lily kind of thing. Yeah. We're going to need a bigger pot. Anyway, there you go. So thank you to whoever it was that sent us the voodoo flower. We're very excited for the rotting meat smell. And <laughs> <laughs> some of us are, some of us aren't. Yes, I'm excited. Yes. I think it's going to be cool to have this weird ass plant. <laughs> um, and it's very in line with the spirit of Voods. Yep. So that was super nice. Thank you. It will be amazing. Be is nice. there, Ingo, is there anything else you would like to add to dog updates? Not in dog updates, though. I have ramblings. Let's go to ramblings. Go I for it. I love that there's a section for ramblings. That is my home. Yeah. I got two things. Great. Number one, jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> Those stupid jellyfish <laughs> are Ca now congregating under the dock. These Cassiopeia, a.k.a. upside down jellyfish. They're called upside down jellyfish. They look kind of like starfish when they flip upside down. They the do not. To me, they do. <laughs> starfish are shaped like stars. Well, these are round. Are, they, but they have a starfish, a star-shaped pattern kind on of. their bottom, which is exposed when they flip around. Fair enough. So they're also the 
ones that helped sting you that one time. Oh, and, no, no. And they do sting. They helped. They were accomplices to the stinging. Mm. The th- when I had the Irukandji syndrome and was on the couch for five days and had to take the narcotics, uh, that was from an Irukandji like jellyfish, which is not these jellyfish. They do make kind of stinging feelings. But no it's kidding. Pretty, it's pretty mild for a jellyfish. It's not that big a deal. They were around when I got the Irukandji syndrome, but they were not the cause. This is this is a gender gap where you think it's not a big deal. To me, it stung. Like I was walking around with the dogs and one of them like wrapped around my ankle and it was stingy. And I it have, stung for a, an hour. I have high pain tolerance. Yes. No, I think it may be a gender thing mm. where it's just like something bad happens to me. And I'm like, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And you're like. <laughs> That's a Tuesday, dude. I mean, when I had the Irukandji syndrome from the teeny tiny jellyfish that are like the size of a fingernail, um, I was vomiting in pain. And other symptoms of that include impending sense of doom and restlessness. So I was walking around. Again, like a Tuesday for you. In so much pain that Navy SEALs who have experienced this or Army Rangers have been admitted to the hospital and put on morphine drips. And I was just walking around vomiting in pain uh, and then calling the ER going like, am I going to die? And they're like, if you can breathe, I think you're fine. That's the keys ER <laughs> yeah. for, for you. <laughs> uh, it was it was intense and it lasted a full week that I could barely get off the couch because I was in so much pain. So, yeah, the stings of this Cassiopeia jellyfish do not bother me in the slightest. It's a little bit stingy. It's a little bit stingy. And I yeah. don't like that they're right between the our seawall on the dock where Agreed. like hopper hops around or you know me today block. when i went out to chase the dolphins i was like stomping trying to get on my paddleboard stomping out there and i was yeah. like i'm so glad the dingo has done the thing he's about to tell you he did <laughs> yes so there's like 20 of these freaking things a that lot they just go on the bottom and then they just hang out and filter feed or do whatever they, they want. look kind of like a plant when they sit on the bottom yeah yeah and they kind of look like a starfish too no <laughs> They don't look like starfish. They An look like a round <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, they are on the bottom and you can step on them or they you can churn them up, right? If you're moving your foot around on in flip-flops and they'll like brush into you and they will, you know, they, they sting a little bit. They're not, it's not Portuguese man of war. You're, mm-hmm. you're dead or Irukandji. It's unpleasant you know, though. But it, but it stings and it kind of stings for a while and it kind of hurts anyway and i don't want the dogs getting it and guac eating it or whatever so i'm like what can i do with these freaking jellyfish get them off our beach yeah and so i instead of you know this is typical right i didn't google it i didn't google like how do you kill jellyfish (laughs) or what you know what chemicals you know repel them and how can i i was just like i got the rake our our garden rake yeah and i just started like scooping them up with the garden rake and i realized i could <laughs> fling them like 20 feet into the channel yeah and then they disappear and i think they i like to think they swim away but i don't care i mean if they get eaten by a seagull out there that's fine with me too or a t- sea turtle you know i have no problem with them getting eaten but i was scooping them up and you said yeeting yeeting, them. yeeting jellyfish. I was, I was looking out jellyfish. today 
looked out the screen, yep. and there's Ingo in the water yeeting jellyfish. It's a little difficult because they tend to slime their way off the rake, so you got to kind of do, <laughs> got to have some touch. I mean, it's probably what lacrosse is like a little bit. Or he looks kind of lacrosse-y out yeah, there. Yeah, or, or, or that uh, Irish, is it Irish or Scottish? Irish, I think, hurling, where you have a spoon-shaped um, thing, and you, sp- you have to balance the ball on it and fling it. Um, anyway, it's not that easy, and I've had to, you know, poke a few of them with the rake, but it's a rake. It, you know, has all sorts of corners and stuff, and you can fling huh. them on a good day, th- 30 or 40 feet. <laughs> and it's kind of satisfying because they shouldn't be where they are, so I'm just helping them get to a place where they where they should be. There's, They kind of go through blooms where there will be not many of them, and then all of a sudden there's a ton of them, mm-hmm. and we're at... It kind of peak bloom right now. Um, and I got to say, when I saw you yeeting those jellyfish, I was like, they're just going to all come back. And they haven't. No. Well, because, you know, one or two will come back, but they aren't. They're not strong swimmers. <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, there is a somewhat of a current or wind born so they can, mm-hmm. you know, once they're yeeted, I think they stay yeeted. And it may be that, like when it gets sunny they they will congregate more or something it's been a little more shady late, lately so who knows but i'm happy to eat it's a it's a a low-tech solution low chemical solution to these to these guys whom i don't like on the beach yep you did a good job i don't like them so that is thing one you said you had two things yeah i my one of my favorite tweets in the last i don't know maybe it was 10 days maybe it was the last week was one by deacon blues who just sort of says I just used a piece of wood that I've been keeping around just in case since 2006. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, this is what every dad wants to read. Cause it's like, that's why I keep that piece of wood around. <laughs> you wouldn't know that feeling because I refuse to allow you to keep wood around for anything. I have a secret stash of two by four. No, you don't. A little bit. Not like what? Half a two by four somewhere. Yeah. That's fine. You can have that. I need more, but uh, (laughs) but this is all that I'm allowed. Yes. Yes. I am anti stashes of anything. Sometimes you need a two by four. And you can go to Home Depot and Uh, buy one. Buy a new one for, oh, that's not worth it. For like $2. You need like the old two by four. No, you don't. The standby two by four. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) it's a struggle. The struggle is real. We have this struggle. I. Except that I can't just have a basement full of odds and ends of You can wood. try. And then anytime you leave, I'm like, no. yes, hello, waste management, Florida Keys. Uh, I need a bulk pickup on this day before Ingo gets home. And they're like, okay, no problem. What is it? And I'm like, it's just wood. <laughs> and then they come and they take Two it all away. <laughs> I just throw it all out <laughs> while you're gone. That's <laughs> contractor bag material. <laughs> so I don't. If I had a better, if I had a real workshop, I think I'd start collecting odds and ends and bits of pipe and cable and things that that are, you never know, screws, never know what you might need. I just want to point out that when you moved out of your house in Virginia, when Mm -hmm. we sold that house. That had a lot of wood. (laughs) It did. It had a lot of everything. It was so useful. You know, but. For those who have not been following us that long, when Jared and I met, we each owned our own houses, mine in Maryland and his in Virginia. And when Jared had custody of his daughter, they would go to his house in Virginia. And when he didn't, he would come stay with me in Maryland. And um, 
you know, we both were able to afford our houses and this was a great setup. And so we kept it like that until his daughter went to college and then JR dad put his Virginia house on the market and yep. sold it. And as part of that process, it was like, well, let's clean out everything in the house because essentially we're finally merging our houses, which wasn't a ton of merging because you had a lot of secondhand stuff in yeah, your house. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, it was step up from from college dorm but not much yeah you had a few nice things that we just kind of like we sold some of it on craigslist and put a lot on the curb we put a ton of stuff on the curb and some some of it did make it into your office at the maryland house much to your chagrin no no, no. I, i'm happy because that door closes and i don't have to see anything that's going <laughs> yeah. on in that room sounds like chagrin um but look, I was open to a lot of your stuff that was not trashed being integrated and some of it wouldn't fit in my house. You had a very nice dining room table that literally wouldn't fit in my dining, my that tiny, tiny nice. dining the, room. The liquor cabinet that we didn't need, but also was nice. Yeah. Yeah. We just didn't have places for some of it. Or yep. it was like we could keep your bed from restoration hardware or my bed from restoration hardware. Mm-hmm. And you kind of were like, well, let's keep yours. Sure. I didn't want to move mine to move yours. It seemed like that's silly. But anyway. So anyway, when you were moving, uh, <laughs> we had to get rid of a ton of stuff from your house. And some of it was, you know, like the good stuff. Like, you know, we would get we gave a lot of it away to people um, who like really need. I mean, it was actually very rewarding. The people who are like, oh, you know, we're just, you know, my kid just move into their first apartment and can we buy this bed and we're like you can just have it you can, <laughs> like if you can fine. pick it up you can have it yeah um but aside from the the big kind of nice stuff like that there was a lot of just stuff that nobody would take i'm surprised no one wanted a hockey goal that i had in my garage <laughs> with busted like up hockey goal no busted up i it think was somebody took Fine. it i think I we know. put that at the curb and at somebody the curb took it. somebody took it but they are not gonna love it the way i did no uh so there was a lot of stuff in your basement like extra wood which is not stuff that people are going to take from the <sighs> curb it was so useful and you were like i can't bring myself to get rid of it and i was like no problem because i can bring myself I, to I get rid did, of it i did agree that you could get rid of it like i i i understand my limitations and i understand your strengths and I was like, you have carte blanche. You, you can make these decisions. You delegated to me. I I want to just say I was very careful. Anything that seemed like maybe you would want to keep it, I checked with you first. My seventh grade art project that was like a, you know, cabinet. That mirror, wasn't down there. But cabinet. like you had sleeping bags that you're like, yes, we should keep those sleeping bags for camping, which are now in the house in Maryland. I am never fucking camping, but we have a pair of sleeping bags that you said were it was very important to you to keep. And I was like, no problem. What if the power goes out and we need them? To never. Warm. I will never stay go warm. in one of those sleeping bags. I will never go in one of those sleeping bags. Comfy. But we <laughs> we have them. Uh, so I did check with you on anything that seemed like you might want to keep it. And all of the rest of the stuff, which was trash, I pulled out. And we had a big pile of stuff and we ended up calling like 1-800-GOT-JUNK to pick it up. Yep. And I remember you going like, I am so embarrassed that I had this much stuff. I had, I could, I thought I didn't have very much and it kind of was spread out in the house. But man, was it a lot. It, it was, was a like lot. It w I, th I was worried it wouldn't fit into one of their containers. 
Yeah. It was a lot a of lot stuff. Of just junk stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, junk. Stuff I might need. <laughs> <laughs> stuff I might need. Now, in my defense, this is a family problem because every time my parents would come, they would bring a suitcase from Germany and another bag and then they'd leave a suitcase. I must have had like six suitcases in my attic from them coming every time and being like, well, we, you know, here's all the stuff from the suitcase. We'll just leave it here for the next time we come. Yeah. And then they brought another suitcase. And there were like five suitcases that they'd brought. To be fair, we put all those suitcases at the curb and people took them. So they have True. all gone to homes where they are wanted. They were crappy, though. I mean, they were. Yeah, it was the cheapest ass. Like which it should be if you're leaving it Samsonite somewhere. Samsonite ones yeah. and stuff. It was like 80s. They were ex in style <laughs> in the <laughs> 80s. <laughs> they were acceptable then. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, anyway well, how no do we wood. get on this? Oh, wood. I wood threw. Scraps. I threw out a lot of wood in that pile. <sighs> you always need some wood scraps. Nope, you don't. Don't you do? do I can't not. buy. Nope. An yes, eight can. foot two by four. Hundred percent can. Every time can. I need a t t like two inches of a two by four. You you can buy a little two by four. They sell <sighs> those at Home Depot. <laughs> All right, moving on in ramblings. I have this story from NPR. A Jaws actor is named police chief in the town where the iconic movie was filmed. So if you remember Jaws, remember the scene where they're like out patrolling the beaches, right? It's the 4th of July. Yep. All the crowds are around. They got all the guys with guns out in both helicopters. And then they think that there's a shark and it turns out it's two kids with a cardboard fin. Yes. One of the kin kids. One of those kids? <laughs> yes. Jonathan Searle played one of the kids with the cardboard fin <laughs> in jaws and he has just been elected the next police chief of oak bluffs in martha's vineyard get out which is oak bluffs is where jaws was filmed nice yep <laughs> there's a kid that does not leave town ever <laughs> he said it's something i've been working toward my whole career that's he weird told the vineyard gazette that's weird a cute little tidbit there he's an idiot in the movie Everyone hates that kid in the mm -hmm. movie. Yep. God, he's the villain. <laughs> and the shark is really the villain, but he's the human villain. Um. Okay, you want to do German word of the week or taste of the keys? Taste of the keys. Man arrested for threats at bar. Ah. A th you're going to like this one. I don't think you've seen this yet. No. Our friend Simon was the first one to post this, though I think it has made it into Conk Life. A 38-year-old marathon man was arrested early Tuesday for DUI and threatening to shoot patrons and employees at a Goodness. bar. Lyle, we'll just call him Lyle, mm -hmm. was charged with DUI, DUI being the third violation in 10 years, assault, criminal mischief, and possession of marijuana. Deputy Connor O'Neill was called to the Brass Monkey <laughs> Bar at approximately 1.39 a.m. regarding a disturbance. Employees and witnesses at the Rats Monkey <laughs> Bar stated Cameron was pushing patrons and breaking bottles when he was asked to leave. Cam oh, Cam I was trying not to give the guy's last name except Lyle. Kyle. It's Lyle. Kyle. Lyle Cameron. Who cares? Cameron stated he was going to get his gun and shoot everyone in the bar. Oof. He then slammed the door while exiting, causing approximately $1,000 in damage to the door. Wow, yeah. Lyle, Kyle. Cameron left in a black pickup truck later recognized by Deputy Corbin Hradecki. It's been a while since we've had Deputy Hradecki in the pod. 
uh, Deputy Hardecki. Uh, so Deputy Hardecki recognized the pickup truck from Cameron's previous encounters with law enforcement. Cameron was stopped on US-1 shortly thereafter. He appeared heavily intoxicated and had trouble standing. Oof. Cameron has five previous DUIs, Oof. with this instance being the third in a 10-year period. About 3.2 grams of marijuana were found in the pickup truck. There were no weapons found. Cameron was taken to jail. I think that's about right. He maybe Jeez. shouldn't be driving around. He definitely should not be driving around drunk. And also, you can't be like, I'm going to sh- go get my gun and shoot all of you. Nor can you cause a thousand dollars in damage to a door. However, one does that. How do they have a thousand dollar door? I mean, I guess if it's glass, right? Maybe he slammed well, it maybe. closed and broke it. You'd have to really. Hey, whatever. He He's probably drunk. maybe kicked it or something, too. Who knows? Yeah. He sounds not very nice. Lyle. Stop doing that, man. Stop. What? Don't drive Five away. Five DUIs. Cameron. Yeah. Lyle. That's too much. That's too much. They have taxi cabs and marathon and Uber. They and sure Lyft. do. They sure do. Yeah. And if he weren't such a jerk, one of his friends could give him a ride, but maybe not. Well, he was taken to jail. Good. German word of the week. This is suggested by a uh, friend of the squad. Wirtschaftswissenschaftlicher Zweig. <laughs> Say it slow. Wirtschaftswissenschaftlicher Zweig. Wissenschaft is like science. It's like science. It is science. We're trying to translate for the non-expert. Yeah, Wirtschaftswissenschaft is economics. Okay. Like the science of yeah. The, the economy. economy. Yeah. Yeah. And Wirtschaftswissenschaft gets Zweig is like the branch of studies. So if you're going into the direction of economics, you you're, you're choosing the Wirtschaftswissenschaftlicher Zweig <laughs> of <laughs> the major. That's the thing I did. Yeah, you you. I have a degree in economics and computer. I have two bachelor's degrees. Yeah. One of them is in computer science, and one of them is in Wirtschaftswissenschaft. Nowadays, they would say it's in internet. You have a major in internet. I. <laughs> Probably. They wouldn't say it. It was less in internet. What is the German word for artificial intelligence? Yeah, how about that? Künstliche Intelligenz, but that's not very exciting. That just means artificial intelligence. Yeah. They probably say AI. I was going to say they probably do say it. They borrow so much English these days. Yeah. Everyone there is so bilingual. I'm translating it. In Google Translate. I mean, the F-bomb is one of the more favorite curses over there now. It's a little bit easier when you're using it in a foreign language, right? You mean not as dirty? Yeah. I guess, yeah, yeah. It says Kunstliche Intelligenz. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, but it's just translated, right? They didn't, they didn't have their own word for it. Yeah. We didn't invent it. Anyway. We don't even have Natürliche Intelligenz. <laughs> <laughs> let alone künstlich. All right, economics. Yep, Wirtschaftswissenschaftlicher Zweig. Nice. No. Yeah. Just okay. a long word. Uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off on this podcast? This is a trick question. Nope. 
is there something you want me to add? I'd like you to be done. <laughs> I'm done. And then your wishes are coming true. Excellent. Until next week, uh, Slava Ukraini, and don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Slava Ukraini. Bye. Bye.